Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tester of Wrestling.com, and this is the Recap of Honor, where we talk about all things Ring of Honor, and from a, a very exciting episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling this weekend to the return of the Survival of the Fittest Tournament that will start next week. There's a lot to dig into, so let's get right to it. Before we do, just want to remind you all that this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, where it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered, so leave a like, subscribe, but we always pre appreciate your support. So, uh, for months now, I I've been saying every week, I really enjoy the, the stable warfare that's been uh brewing in ring of honor and now it's at really this kind of bo boiling point where you, you've got the foundation you've got uh we've had lfi in the past and they've been suspended for the month of may and ironically today is the last month of may so uh starting tomorrow they they, they, they should be back in the fold but we've also seen uh violence unlimited come to the forefront here as well so three very uh exciting and dynamic stables here and we saw a clash between the two of those groups here uh, in the main event of Ring of Honor Wrestling this weekend where the Foundation faced Violence Unlimited. Now, of course, uh, the first kind of opening salvo in this chapter of the Stable Warfare that, we, that we've seen uh, was Tony Deppin taking the TV title from Trace Williams a couple weeks ago. And, you know, that kind of helped establish Violence Unlimited as a legitimate group rather than kind of a group of rebels or guys that just like to be violent. Um uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Nestor Curse. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but we do. This is uh, the weekly show. We do talk about Ring of Honor Wrestling uh, and the, the results of the show and the, you know, you know, the news of the day or the, the, the week, I guess, uh, for a more general approach. But if you, if you haven't seen the episode yet uh, of Ring of Honor Wrestling, make sure to check that out and then come back, come back later and listen to my thoughts about it. But uh, it was a very, very exciting show. You know, on paper, as soon as it was announced that we would see the Violence Limited face uh, the foundation, I knew that would be a really exciting match. You know, we've got uh, several of the, of the top titles in Ring of Honor represented in that match with the, the, the peer champion, Jonathan Gresham, with the tag champions, Trace Williams and Rhett Titus in the foundation. And on the other side, you've got, uh, as I said, Tony Depp and now the, the TV champion. So uh, most of the gold here, most of the champions in, in Ring of Honor uh, were, were in action in this one match, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and you know, I, I guess we might as well not bury the lead. Brody King picked up the win here by pinning Jay Lethal, a former world champion. Uh, now, if you remember, Brody King challenged for the world title back at Final Battle, and LFI kind of cheated him out of, of that win, where like he had Roosh the champion on the ropes, but LFI interfered, and that may have been one, defi uh, one definite contributing reason why uh, Brody King decided to kind of make a stable of his own, because like, you know, hey, if you, if you can't beat him at their own game, you might as well, or like, like without trying to kind of match that that stable uh attitude you might as well make your own group and i, I think that's what brody king has been doing he's got uh tony devon chris dickinson and homicide ring of honor legend homicide uh, at, at his side now and for me uh this is this is the first chance that we've seen uh dickinson on the main program uh for ring of honor he, he had a very brief match on week by week i think that was last week he beat eric martin uh but this is really the first chance we've gotten to see him see him in a ring of honor ring uh I guess his, his technical debut was back in like 2015 or so, but now he's back with the company, at least uh, at least in this capacity. So uh, Dick, Dickinson, the guy I've been meaning to watch more of for quite a while. He's been all over the place from from New Japan for wrestling, what they do with New Japan Strong, with uh, Game, Change, Game Changer Wrestling, uh, all over the place. Definitely one of the top uh, guys on the independent scene, that, that, at least for my money, that, that I can really think of. So. When he showed up at the 19th anniversary pay-per-view, I was very excited to see uh, what he what he could offer Ring of Honor, what he what he could do in Violence Unlimited, and uh, as I was just saying about Tony Trace Williams, this was a great win for Violence Unlimited to come in here and and beat the 
the faction to beat, right? Where where LFI may have the world champion, but you know now uh, the the foundation has two of the top titles in Ring of Honor, so definitely a, a statement making win for Violence Limited here. And you know, as I said, now that LFI will will be there will be back in action, their, their suspension will be over starting tomorrow. I, I'm recording this on the last day of May. Uh, I'm very curious to see, you know, if we're on a collision course between, you know, LFI and Violence Limited, maybe Brody King will get another world title shot, you know, because he was cheated out of it back at the, the final battle pay-per-view. That was in December. So, you know, I, I think that's a rematch many people would want to see. But overall, this was a very interesting clash of styles where, of course, the foundation uh you know that is that is their, their bread and butter and that's what they really try to bring to the table every time they're out there and obviously it's in the name violence limited violence chaos brawling and, and this that that inherent clash of uh both style and, and i guess ideology so i would imagine with this is not the last we've seen of this this stable feud here and this is a very you know i and i thought it was a great main event and I, i'm definitely looking forward to see whatever comes next and as i said brody king picked up the win over jay lethal so clearly uh, brody king remaining uh although he's not you know currently the number no, no contender or anything remaining one of the top uh you know potential threats to Rush's throne as the world champion um Meanwhile, for the foundation, another kind of setback here. While they did retain the tie titles last week, uh, they, they lost the TV title, and they've been in a little, I'll say, a, a little bit of a slump. Uh, but I would imagine sooner or later we'll see Jonathan Gresham uh, defend the, the pure title again, whether it's against uh, Freddie Yehi, who beat Rocky Mero last week, or you know a guy like a world-famous CB who's been on a bit of a roll. I think uh, a win for Jonathan Gresham would help him kind of uh, you know, give the, the foundation some more momentum there. So... Uh, I would imagine we'll be seeing that at some point in the near future. And speaking of the future, we're about to see a clash of two uh, uh, bright rising stars in Ring of Honor here uh, between LSG and Joe Keys to start off the show this weekend. Uh, if you remember, these two guys won the, the rankings battle royale earlier this month, and they earned this, the right to be in this match where the winner would uh, enter either the TV or the peer division. So Keys, a guy that's been you know definitely in the in the dojo system, that's been featured a little bit here and there. The last time, the first time I can remember seeing him was uh, like the, the the dojo showcase around Christmas time. Then he he unsuccessfully challenged Gresham uh, maybe a couple weeks after that, and he's popped up here and there. But this is a, another chance for him to really kind of uh, show show what he can do on on the main show here. And for LSG, you know, he's been around um, in Ring of Honor in general. And then since the restart last fall, he's been in the ring with Jay Lethal. He's been in the ring with a bunch of top guys. So definitely an interesting clash between two guys that kind of heralded as potentially, you know, future stars, but also, you know, guys that have proven that they can go here and now. And, it, you know, Jokey said himself in his pre-match promo that he doesn't want to be seen as a, as a, as a dojo guy you know, anymore. He wants to be seen as a, a legitimate wrestler. And, and to me, seeing him in the ring with guys like PCO and Mike Bennett and all the other guys in the rankings battle royale did help kind of break that perception. And that this time around, you know, the natural story here where he and LSG know each other very well. They've been in that, that dojo system working day after day after day. Uh, obviously, they know each other very well. And that story was definitely uh, present all throughout the match. They, the match was a stalemate at, at any given point where they'd constantly be, uh, you know, exchanging counters and, and, and they'd have each other scouted. And just, yeah, I, I say it pretty much every week. Most most matches have this inherent story that's that's told very well. And I think that's one thing uh, that Ring of Honor does very, very well, maybe better than anybody, where every match there's something they're very clearly like 
telling the wrestlers in the ring uh, some story they're telling where sometimes you see matches and yeah they're hitting cool moves or they're, they're doing cool things but like what's what's the story here uh this is the story here was these two guys they, they know each other very well and it was hard to kind of gain that that advantage but in the end lsg picked up the win so he will, and then he after that she revealed that he will be entering the pure division. So he has his eyes on John, Jonathan Gresham, and he mentioned that he quote unquote believes in what the foundation stands for. So you know maybe a little potential tease of a, a at least you know a shared mindset. You know I don't want to go so far to say that he might join the foundation or anything, but at least that he he respects what the foundation stands for, trying to purify uh, Ring of Honor you know one step at a time. I guess they always say brick by brick. So, you know, it seems like LSG will try to work his way up to face Jonathan Gresham uh, at some point in the near future. I think that'll be a good match. We've seen LSG hold his own with Jay Lethal, and now it'd be very curious to see what he, what he could do in the ring there with Jonathan Gresham. So between these two matches, I've really enjoyed this week's show. Um, you know, I, I pretty much every anytime that they run out the stable warfare stuff I'm, I'm here for it i think it's a lot of fun and like i said now that we've got lfi coming back in the fold i think that'll get even better from here on out so you know we're, we're on we're on the precipice of june here and then beyond that will be july and then we'll get the return return of live fans the best in the world so definitely lots of stuff to look forward to in that sense and speaking of stuff to look forward to uh last week they they had announced that ring of honor announced that the, the survival of the fist tournament was returning and I, I could report that but we did not know who would be in it but then the next day tuesday uh the next after i recorded it they did announce who would be in the in the bracket there and that will be starting next week and the first matchup uh, i'll run through the bracket here, but the, the first match in the tournament will be ray oris versus flamita the former mexico squad partners that match we have next week as well as a pure rules match between josh woods and silas young uh young cheated to beat woods earlier this month on ring Ronda wrestling so definitely uh josh woods we're hoping to you know get some revenge and prove that he can, he really can beat jo uh, silas young in a genuine wrestling match but you know that seems like that'll be the, the kind of the heart of next week's show those two very exciting matches there i think oris and, and flamita will definitely be a very you know high-flying uh, electric match either very much like what we saw with flamita and bandito uh flamita uh, picking up a win in that match albeit by bending the rules i would kind of expect him to at least beat uh, ray oris here and, and to kind of enter the the, the subsequent uh six-man match to determine who really is the uh the as, as as Sledge said in, in my interview with him, the the fittest of of the survivors. I I never know how to how to phrase like the, the, whoever the victor might be, but uh, I think that'll definitely be a great way to start the tournament. And otherwise, I guess the after that on week by week, we're gonna see Brian Johnson face face Sledge in in a first round matchup. And you know, for me, that that one's tough to call. Both guys, make sure to make sure to check it out over other else's on YouTube or or like I said, whatever uh, audio platform you want to choose. But I always get a little biased when I talk to these guys you to hear their their mindset about these things and their goals. And so I'll admit I'm rooting for both. Uh, and uh, I maybe I'll, I'll be a little I'm a little biased towards rooting for Brian Johnson. I'll admit it. I hope he, I hope the Mecca can pull off the win there and, and at least get a spot in that six man match to determine who who is the. the the fittest survivor I, again i guess that's the the best way to phrase it but i think that'll be a very fun match on week by week and beyond that we are going to see bandito versus bateman of the righteous definitely a, a fun clash of speed and size there bateman and, and the righteous definitely got a, a big win uh, uh, not in the match but in terms of the, a moral win when vincent returned last week so maybe vincent's uh, presence will be a deciding factor in that one or at least that that, that renewed energy of having vincent uh kind of help help Bateman just kind of feel uh, a little more momentum in that one. But uh, I've, I've said it before, I'm definitely rooting for Bandito because I think Bandito, very, very talented and, and long overdue for uh, 
if not a world title shot, but winning the tournament, at least for having that spot in, in, in this, uh, in, in the the six man match to earn a shot, I, I definitely want, would want to see him win this match with Bateman and go on to uh, have that spot in that match. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. And I was just talking about uh, Chris Dickinson, the violence mid. He will face O'Shea Edwards. Edwards defeated uh, Sledge in the the third match between the two of them last week. Uh, that was last Thursday on the Ring of Honor YouTube channel in a very physical, very uh, heavy clash with two powerhouses so O'Shea Edwards coming off a big win there uh Chris Dickinson as I said he picked up a win on week by week and he just won this, this uh eight-man match with Vans Limit so he's definitely feeling a lot of momentum as well and Dickinson definitely a newcomer relatively to Ring of Honor he only uh re-debuted back in pay-per-view so I would be a little surprised if he won the tournament but given his his experience his star power uh in the independent scene I think it's definitely possible that he would at least be a you know, maybe a dark horse to win the whole thing, you know, given his his background and his uh, accomplishments otherwise. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking to him as, as a potential favorite, or uh, like I said, maybe a dark horse to win. One of the more intriguing matches in the bracket here is Danhausen versus Rhett Titus. Of course, Rhett Titus in the foundation, pure wrestling, uh, about, you know, traditional, again, pure wrestling. That's how, that, how I don't know how else to say it. Like, you know, that that's what they really... Um, you know, idolize and try to spread here. And then you got Danhausen. Danhausen, uh, obviously a very fun, very, uh, you know, unique uh, personality there. But I think that'll be a fun clash of styles to kind of see how that plays out in the ring. Um, my money would be on Rhett Titus in that one, based on a purely a wrestling sense. But, you know, maybe Danhausen will pull out a, a big, uh, you know, upset win there. But, you know, and if he could, that would definitely be a, a very big win for him to see how he could fare in that six-man match as well. Uh, and beyond that, the, the final match in the first round will be Eli Ison versus Dak Draper. These two guys faced off uh, a couple weeks ago on Ravana Wrestling and put on a very good match. Um, both of them very, very uh, talented uh, up-and-comers for Ring, uh, for Ring of Honor uh, and a very deep roster of of people that meet, uh, meet that description. You're young, up-and-coming, talented, a lot of potential. Those two guys may be at the forefront, and I would expect one of them uh, kind of in a similar vein as Dickinson to be a, a dark horse favorite to win where, you know, you have to think that this tournament has been won by guys like Adam Cole, uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, I think Jay Lethal won at, at one point, lots of like guys that really have gone do, to do great things. So winning this tournament is definitely a big accomplishment. Uh, it, it is a sign that um, you've arrived that, you know, in some ways that the, the company believes in you, even, even just by giving you that shot in the tournament in the first place. So you know, to me, when I'm looking at, at trying to predict this thing, uh, it's hard to kind of really see, who might uh, not only face Roosh by winning, but who might even, you know, potentially maybe uh, get get an upset win over Roosh, the champion there, whenever that match happens. Uh, at this point, I kind of view Flamita, maybe Eli Isom, possibly, and, and Bendito as some favorites there. Uh, and maybe Chris Dickinson and Retitis as well, uh, even if it's they maybe uh, they wouldn't necessarily beat Roosh, but I think they could definitely uh, push Roosh to the limit and really uh, give him a run for his money. And uh, like I said, uh, we're, we're going to see Oris and Flamita next week. And then uh, on the, after that, the, the, the same week we'll see uh, on week by week, it'll be Brian Johnson versus Sledge. And then we'll see the, the bracket continue to unfold. I'm not sure how uh, the, the timeline will shake out where we do have Best in the World uh, uh, July 11th or so. So that it's it's on paper, it's possible that the, the tournament will, will be wrapped up by then and whoever wins it will get a shot at the title at the pay-per-view or it could just be uh, on, on Ring of Honor Wrestling. We saw Shane Taylor challenge for the title back in February on Ring of Honor Wrestling. It doesn't have to be at a pay-per-view. So either way, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, it'll be fun to see whoever does win these first round matches. Uh, they will face off in a six-man elimination match to determine the, uh, the fittest survivor, the, the winner of the tournament. So 
Obviously, we'll have more coverage of those details and of the results as they continue to unfold here at WrestleZone. And otherwise, like I said, we're going to get that match next week between Josh Woods and Silas Young in a pure rules match. Definitely looking forward to that one. And also worth noting that Allison Kay, who uh, has earned a ticket to gold in the, the women's title tournament, she recently, just this week, appeared on the Ring of Honor Strong podcast talking about her entrance uh, entrance into that tournament and into her experience uh, throughout throughout the pandemic, all these things. Definitely uh, a huge get for Ring of Honor. I think I mentioned that last week. Now she will be talking about her experiences on uh, Ring of Honor uh, Our Weight Strong, so make sure to check that out because she's a, for, a, a former world champion at several promotions, so definitely uh, interested, interested to see what she has to say about uh, working with Ring of Honor here. And beyond that, um, you know, that's really all we got here. You know, we got we got this big announcement of Survival of the Fittest in the bracket there, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. Uh, like I said, uh, just just a little bit off in the horizon, we've got the return of fans, the best in the world. So, um, you know, as if you are an AW fan, you know, you know that last night AW held uh, double or nothing with full capacity. So, uh, and it's easy to see how much having that live crowd really just amps up the show even more. So I'm very much looking forward to best in the world for, for Ring of Honor to have that same opportunity, bring live fans back, have you know the best wrestling in the world in front of the best fans in the world and really have that energy back and, and to have that um you know that that semblance of normalcy here uh return for the first time since the pandemic started. Definitely looking forward to that and what should be a very great show in Best in the World. Definitely usually one of uh Ring of Honor's biggest pay-per-views of the year so as soon as we know more about the show more about the the survival of this tournament uh we'll, we'll have you covered with new co- news coverage here also and of course i'll be back here every monday to talk about ring of honor wrestling and all things ring of honor on the recap of honor and otherwise i'm recording this on monday so john clark and i'll be back here tonight talking about monday night raw uh he, john and i also talk about we nxt on tuesdays the dynamite dudes of attitude talk all things AEW, and they also do they also do wcw written for some fun facebook stuff and finally robert d fleece and i talk about friday Saturday Smackdown on uh, Saturday mornings where it's uh, kind of shifting into Saturdays more out of, more out of ne- uh, necessity because of scheduling conflicts with other shows but lots of great stuff and, uh, and in addition to lots of great interviews Bill Pritchard recently interviewed uh, Sean Spears AW star he's interviewed uh, Eric Rowan Fred Rosser uh, I, I interviewed Sledge and Roxy uh, the, the prodigy for Ring of Honor uh, very recently so make sure to check that out all these things and more available on our WrestleZone's uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, there are SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, we've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. Until next time, uh, thank you for listening. We always appreciate your support. And remember to do one thing above, above all others, and that is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.